and yeah, I can just I'll just do an episode right now, and then maybe we'll get a chance to use it. Uh, a little this a little nerve wracking because the other two kind of happen. What I this is how usually the trending Tuesday episodes work anyway. Just I'm not on online the whole time here, uh, but they are usually an hour. So let's see if we can do it. Um, try usually lately I've been using uh, Tweetbot to look up my terms. But let's see here. I'm going to look up what's trending. Worldwide trends we have up. I'm going to take a screenshot. I think got everything. So some of you, this will be familiar. Those of you that don't listen to the podcast, this is how I start the show. And maybe I'll adjust it a little bit um, for everybody here. Uh, here we go. Hey, are you up all night? Uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the live stream to put you to sleep. I'm going to do it with a bedtime story. And, and if you want, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and uh, leave the audio on this running. And I'm going to do the rest, or I'm going to do my best to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's got you awake tonight, whatever's going through your brain, whatever feelings you're feeling, uh, whatever your body is doing, whatever it is that's got you tossing and turning, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, uh, pointless meanders, long pregnant pauses, and mispronunciations, uh, asides, where I wonder about that uh, and things like that and, and, and all you got to do is, is lie there and, and the idea behind it is that you can't think of two things at once so if you're up worrying or you're feeling the impact of something and, and your mind or your feelings just can't let a hold of it I'm going to give you something to take your something else to take your attention away and, and it's not going to be a gripping story it's not going to be uh, amazing story. It's going to be a little bit distracting, a little bit amusing, uh, a little bit weird. Usually the stories I do are a bit odd, a bit strange, a bit different, but uh, it's going to be distracting and and to try to get you over your overthinking and let you set aside and drift off into dreamland because I want to reach my, my voice. If I could, I'd reach my hand across the deep dark night to you all of you particularly in, in Paris and in, in Beirut um, and all of you that are impacted directly and indirectly, I want to send, if I can, even if it's indirectly, my voice across the deep dark night uh, and try to at least give you a chance for a, a, a night of peaceful rest. Or if you're up tossing and turning in the middle of the night, uh, a friendly voice, uh, they say, man, I don't know what the heck that guy's talking about, but it's, it's not terrible. Uh, better than whatever's going on here. It's, it's, his voice is like, uh, it's uh, as we say around here, the creaky side of dulcet. But, uh, you know, okay, I'll just listen to this. And we do have, it's not a patented system. It's not a copyrighted system. It's not even a system. It's a, a, a technique I offer you. In the, in the world uh, says that you should Work on your listening skills. You should be doing more active listening, engaged listening. But here in the podcast, I say, hey, if this is active listening, you can do some of that listening. We call it reflective listening. And basically what you're going to do is just lie back and listen to my voice, but slowly, one of those more intelligent parts of your brain will realize, well, this guy's not talking about it's like, is he? Is this still the intro to the podcast, or is he? Is he setting up the? I don't understand what he's. Is this? I thought this was a story-based podcast. Is this a? When's the guided meditation? And if you stick with it, you stick through that uncomfortableness. Your brain will be like, oh wait a second, this is a bunch of nonsense. And your brain will. It, it'll just be like a mechanical wheel. It'll disengage. You know, say hey, instead of absorbing the sounds and sending the, you know, this is not a science-based metaphor, but 
instead of sending them into your brain, they'll just let them bounce off the eardrum and, and, and reflect away. And soon, ideally, my voice will just become murmuring. And, it, and, it, and I have uh, had some wonderful blogs, French blogs, write about the podcast in the past. And, and they've even said, like, it doesn't matter. This guy could be speaking any language, <laughs> even if you speak English or French. It doesn't really make a difference. He's just kind of droning on and on. So I'm going to be here droning on and on for you. And then I'm going to do a story. It's based on uh, what's trending on Twitter. And I'm going to use that as the, the guidepost for the story. I want to make sure everyone understands I'm not a guru. I'm not a sleep expert. I'm not even a sleep amateur. I mean, I sleep. Uh, I've had insomnia. I've had many sleepless nights, overthinking, overworrying, anxiety, depression, you know, self-medication. I've gone down all those roads. Uh, roads, we don't need any roads. But 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 uh, the reason I do this podcast is because I can relate. I might not be suffering from the same thing you are. I, I might not be able to understand what you're going through. I might not even be able to actually do anything to help you other than to just be here in the deep, dark night uh, to take your mind off stuff. That's what I'm good at is telling uh, pointless meanders and boring stories. And tonight's story uh, starts out right now at the beginning. And, and, and since I'm not a guru, I, I, I can't just sit here and, and, and tell you, how to detach yourself. I have to do it. My, my intelligence, my intellectual capacity has been taken over by like the nonsense portion of my brain. At some point there was some sort of um, brain related con, con, you know, I don't know, rearrangement pre-birth, I think. Uh, but, but one thing we know about bedtime, about trying to fall asleep is it's time to end the, the, the debates at bedtime. But there's debates, there's debates on TV, there's Republican debates, there's Democratic debates, there's a Republican warm-up debate. Even tonight, I think there's debates going on in Argentina. At bedtime, there's debates. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, what's a, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do tomorrow? Is that a, okay. But I wonder what would happen like if if, uh, if I moderated the debates, like... Uh, like, what if I became an evil guru? Like, tonight was my first step to becoming a guru, where I use the power uh, to, to slowly invade your mind and, and set a seed that would cause me to rise to power. Now, unfortunately, my ambitions tend to stray because I get distracted. So what if I use this power or gathering this force to become the dictator of debates? You say, well, you say why don't you just become the dictator of the world? <laughs> Were you kidding me? I could barely run my own life. You say, okay, so not the dictator. What about the dictator of like the United States? No, no, no. Oh boy. Say, who's it? I think the U.S. has. What do you think the oligarchs are going to do when I try to become dictator? I say, okay, what about a smaller nation? And like, I don't, I, well, then I, I, that's too much. Then I have to learn. Like, I don't even know the U.S. history. I can't. I, how am I going to? You want me to learn another? So would I have to go back to school? And I said, could I? We'll probably start your kindergarten. Like Billy Madison? No, no, you'll be by yourself, you know, where you can't damage the other children by your weirdness. So, and you, you know, you'd have to go to school for real. Not like the first time when you didn't do anything. Okay, no, don't want to take over a smaller nation then. So I say, you know, since I got this magical dictator, dictatorial power, what if I just become dictator of debates? This is like the cabal that, you know, the New World Order cabal. Did he, did he say dictator of debates? And maybe they're on like a, a conference call like this, but their images are projected huge. I guess they're inside my brain, but they say, uh, I'm a dictator of debates. He's got all, you know, what can possibly go wrong with that? It would only go wrong for him or the debaters who are, you know, participating in an illusion. Okay, let's see. Uh, 
Yeah, we, we you know what we we ran it we ran it you know we came to a consensus where we, we're the cabal of consensus building here, and we think this is a pretty good idea. You know, we think you should be dictator debates. All right, first thing, first ruling. What, what do I get a do I have a rise to power or I just become an instant power? And they say, yeah, you just run things. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call a meeting tomorrow with all the, uh, you're just going to do the U.S. debates, right? I say, yeah, for this year, let's see. How, yeah, yeah, why don't you start out? And I say, okay, well, first ruling is uh, let's get rid of, let's get rid of the Republican and Democratic debates. You know, let's just uh, first dict- they say you don't have to do you don't have to rule anything. You're a dictator. All right, I declare that there isn't you know. The, the, and they say, well, what are you going to what are you going to come up with instead? I wish you, I don't know. I'm just going to because you so you're the, the first your first act of power as dictator of debates is to end all debates. Then you're not going to. Oh, I said, man, you guys are good. I need to get a cabal. So where do you get a are you a really consensus building cabal? And then these guys laughed. Oh my god, they laughed for hours. And they, and they, I said, yeah. I said, uh, what did I say? I didn't make a joke though, guys. And I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to demolish debates. I'm going to, you know, do something. I'm going to dictate some debates. But I, you know, well, you want to dictate a debate? No, no, no. This is why I'm the debate dictator. And I say, you know what, guys, I probably need to, because my brain, you know, gets all mix, mixy. I say, how about you, can I get us some kind of a helper? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, we got a helper for you. And they say, they say, okay, come on in here. And this guy comes in and they say, okay, this is the dictator of debates. And I say, yeah, that sounds good. I was like, can you guys do that over? Over and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we meet with MSNBC and CNN and you know PBS, I say, great. And I say, man, uh, I said this is pretty. I said, who's this? And they said, okay. And I said, oh, I said, guys, I do this joke too. I do that first. Who's on first joke too many times, so I can't do it. And they said, no, this is Larry. Okay. And I said, this guy's name's Larry. Okay. And they said, yeah, Larry. Okay. And you said, just call him okay. It's so easy. I said, I said, so I get to be dictator debates and I get an assistant that I just say, okay. And they say, isn't that great? I said, man, this is good. Oh, this is good stuff. I said, okay, let's go. And I was like, oh my God. This. I, said, I, I said, okay, pinch me. And he pinched me. And he said, this isn't a dream. He said, no. And I said, all right. And, and then I just paused. And I said, I'm messing with you. I said, okay. Um, I said, I, I, gotta, I think I want to come up with some hybrid debate, or at least we'll call it a hybrid debate because that sounds cool, you know, hybrid debate. And he said, all right, all right. And he, I said, you, you don't need something to write this down. And he said, no, 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 I, I got it all. And I said, all right, Larry. And he said, you're not going to call. I said, you know, I don't want to overuse it. Okay, I don't want to overuse it, Larry. And he, I said, he, I said, he said, well, what do you want to do instead of uh, – like, what kind of hybrid debate are you doing? And I said, you remember that show, Iron Chef, used to be on, it, w- it was originally on, like, PBS, I think. And then at some point it got bought, you know, and they made an American version of it that was on commercial TV. But there was, like, the old PBS version. And he said, he just nodded. And I said, you writing this down in your brain? He said, I don't know. I got to see if it's worth writing down or not. And I said, I declare it shall be written down in your brain. He said, yes, sir. And I said, whoa. I said, you, you get to, I get to call, get called, sir. This is the best. So he said, all right, Larry. Um, yeah, we're going to do a debate like Master Chef. Or no, no. I said, he said, like Master Chef Nana. And I said, Master Chef Nana. I said, your grandma's a Master Chef. And he said, no, my Nana is. And then I said, oh, I said, uh, I said, this is probably not a good way to start out with my right hand man. I said, are you my right hand man, Larry? He said, yes. And I said, it, you know, because it gets confusing, these nicknames for uh, older adults. You, you know, it's different for everybody. There's Papa, Nana, new, you know, Nunu, Nunu, uh, Poppy, you know, 
uh, Papa, Papa, if I've heard, you know, Nini, you know, also, I said, is it, is Nana and Aunt, I said, isn't, is Nana and Aunt or grandma, is that your grandmother's a master chef? He said, my Nana's a master chef. And I said, I thought we weren't going to do any. And I said, okay, okay. I said, we, we, we'll need her. I said, well, let's get her, uh, let's get her down here. Cause, but we're going to be doing an Iron Chef. And he said, well, both those are copyrighted. We can't do either one. And I, I said, well, really? I said, I'm dic- dictator of debates. And he said, yeah, d- debates. And I said, you can't, we can't go master debater because that people will just crack up like that. And I said, Larry, I remember once when I was too young to get it, there was some sort of master debater joke and I didn't get it. But, and I was the only one that didn't get it, but I don't think anybody else got it. I think they just knew to laugh, but I didn't even laugh. And he said, you're going to make a good, you know, master debater. I said, no, no, I'm a debate dictator, by the way. And I said, oh, boy, Larry, we're really in trouble. Uh, you get your Nana. So Larry's Nana, you know, we call a meeting with the heads of all the news departments. And they, you know, they start calling to journalists, journalistic. And I said, there's no integrity. I'm the debate dictator of debates. And I said, what do you guys do? I said, PBS, you know, I'll get you something. Don't worry. I'll get you more money. You know, I said, Larry, what's our budget? He said, pending. I said, pending. They said, pending, pending, pending what? And I said, this is going to be a disaster. We got to get money first. They said, you never seen me be in charge of anything before? I can't even look up the trending trends on my phone, Larry. And he said, don't worry. And I said, why? I'm always worried, Larry. So I said, uh, I said, I said, give me the head. I said, listen up, news stations. I said, do you want to debate? I said, what do you want? The debate people want to watch. The debate people feel the need to watch. A bunch of debates that you could sell like middling level advertising on. Or or you want a debate to end all debates. I mean, that's a marketing term. You know, it won't be a debate to end all debates. That'll be the first debate. And I said, that's it. We'll debate about the debate. And I said, call in the candidates. And they say, you can't just, I said, I'm dictator of debates. And then they, again, I had to get on the phone with all of them. And, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you probably know I have a terrible, terrible temper. And if you put me in, if you give me dictatorial authority with someone with a bad temper. So it took took a lot of shouting. I said, listen, you know, Trump, uh, you know, Sanders. Those are my first two calls. Then Clinton. Then I had a tough decision after that. I said, hmm, because I said, okay, this is like kind of like making a like a lineup card for baseball. Sorry, we got Sanders and Trump and, and Clinton. And I said, hey, I said, hey, hey, Larry, why don't you call? I said, get, I said, I said, oh, dear. I said, Larry, is Ralph Nader's with us or not? And he said, I'll look into it. And he said, if he is, just get him, get him, you know, just in case so he'll be our. And I said, what about Ross Perot? And he said, I said, what kind of right-hand man are you? You don't know. You're supposed to fill in the gaps in my brain. And he said, all right, I'll look into it. And I said, Who's, who else we got in the third-party candidates? Uh, Ron Paul's and I, he, he, he's, too, uh, he's too balanced. We need you know, less balance. I said, if we could get – I said, do you think you could get uh, Rand Paul and Ron Paul in some sort of machine – you're like one of those uh, transporters, but transport them so, so they get, um, you know, like the fly, that movie, The Fly. And he said, I don't think I, I said, I demand it. I decree. And he said, I don't think that technology has been invented at all. And I said, well, we'll look into it because otherwise they're not coming to debate. And he said, Rand Paul's, I said, I'm, Rand Paul, you know, they said, was he, he's named after a freaking think tank. You know, give me a break. And then Larry said, can you save the material? I said, it's not material. I'm serious. I said, which should you hear first, Rand Paul or Rand Corporation? I said, isn't it? I said, is there a think tank, an evil corporation and Rand Paul? And he said, I'll look at it. I said, man, you got a lot of work to do. You should be writing this down. 
So I, I said, all right, so we got, so I got to get my lineup card for the debate. And then of course, all the networks, they said, well, what's the debate? I said, it's a debate to end all debates. They said, you want to debate, you want to debate me? And I said, all right, so we got Carson. I said, Trump and him. I said, I don't know. That's not, I said, okay. I said, see, see, I said, tell Carson about the debate, but don't tell him where it is. You know, one of, I said, can you do one of those moves? I said, invite him to the party, but don't tell him where the party is. And then if, if we don't want him, we'll just tell him it's at, a, you know, we'll tell him it's in another city. So he said, done. So I said, all right, we got it. And I said, I mean, it's, I said, I said, Jeb Bush, he said, man, I said, these it's no wonder Trump's doing so well. I said, get Jeb Bush for sure. I said, you know what? I said, he looks like a Brady. Does he, is that just me or does he look like he's one of the Brady family? I said, I'll tell you what. I said, get one, to see if any of the Brady's still look like Jeb Bush. Get one of them too. He said, but they're not right. I said, I decree. He said, all right, I'll get. I said, I think it's, I think it's Greg Brady. Maybe, no, no, it's Peter. I said, get them both. And he said, I said, you're my assistant. You can't sigh, you know, no more sighs. And then I said, all right. I said, I always need like, I said, I need those like letters to figure. I said, it's like R-H-O-A. I said, that's Rand Paul. He's out. H, who's H? I said, have we got any guys with like three names? Any any candidates with three names? Marco Rubio. He, I said, man, I don't know. I said, uh, man, I said, I said, I don't know. I, 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 this is a hard job, master debates. And I said, you know what? I said, just invite everybody. I got. I, I don't know what we're going to do. And he said, but, but give me in a room with, uh, give me in a room with Trump, Hillary, and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders for a little while. And he said, really? He goes, I don't think I can do that, boss. And I said, okay. And he said, okay, do it. Or are you just saying my name? And I said, I don't know. He said, I'm having doubt. I said, what if I'm not a good dictator of debates? And he said, he said, he said, listen, you're a dictator. You don't have to be. He goes, you just have to, you just have to dictate. And he said, yeah, but I, I got higher standards than just, you know, I don't want to use my dictatorial. Uh, he goes, this gonna, he goes, you're going to head down. He goes, you'll be overtaken anyway. And I said, there we go. I said, all right, get those three in here. That's the debate to end all debates. They'll come. I said, they can come up again. I said, can you imagine me versus Trump? And he said, he, he said, all right, I'll, I'll make the call. He said, but he goes, you're, you're going to need to pass a physical first. And I said, me? I said, do you, those guys pass the physical? And he said, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes they pass some kind of physical. And he said, what channel do you want to talk to first? And I said, well, I said, well, you, I, guess, I guess Fox. I said, uh, I said, don't don't they show? I said, when is that? Like TWD six NA? I said, if I said maybe I'll. I said, can you can you get? I see. I need an elder statesman. I think. There are a couple of them. And he said, he said, do you want me to get, and I said, yeah, yeah, just, can you leave your, your phone on speaker and I'll just talk out loud. And he said, no. He said, why don't you go visit some elder statesmen? And I said, all right. So then I, I said, do I got like a, a jet? He said, oh yeah, you got a jet. I said, can I use uh, Camp David? And he said, I don't know. I said, can we have the debates at Camp David? He said, not a public debate. And I said, all right, well, you get, get, I'll meet you at Camp David. You get the top 30 candidates there. And Ben Carson, tell them we're meeting at a camp, but don't tell them if it's Camp David or not. And we'll see what we'll do. And so then I had boarded this jet, right? And I said, hmm. He said, if this was only a couple of years down the road, I think I'd like, you know, he wouldn't be an elder statesman. But I said, what do we, would, I wonder what you'd call President Obama after he's president. He would be it'd be troubling to call him an elder statesman uh, because he, you know, he's not, he's not that old, but he, he'd be the, he'd be the one I would want, but he's still president. So, you know, I can't it, conflict interest. And I said, well, I was like hearing Bush laugh. So that helped me clear my head. So I flew down to see CW and I should just full disclosure. I had a huge crush on Jenna Bush at one time because I had a dream about her and that's not a joke. Uh, 
So, I, and then he wouldn't see me because I said that into his security thing. And I said, I need Aller Statesman. Come on, come on. And he said, no. And I said, I'm going to tell, I said, I'm going to call him. And then I said, okay. I said, is Barbara still? I said, if I say I'm going to tell his mom, will you? And then I said, don't make me tell your mom. Let me in. And I said, it was just a dream. I knew Jenna would never go out with me. I mean, clearly. And so we sat and I said, I said, uh, I said, you think we could do, I said, how, I said, you got a great laugh, President Bush, former president. I said, doesn't it get confusing with that former president, president? I said, elder state, I said, you know, Doug, do you, does any, did people call you W before you were president? And he was, and I said, can we, I'm thinking about doing a debate to end all debates and we're going to need a, I think we should do a live laugh track. And you could do the laugh track. And he said, I don't think I'll be doing any laughing at a debate. And I said, this one you might. So I said, go, you know, come on, let's go. And he said, well, where else are we going? I said, we could, I got I to gotta pick up a couple other. I said, what other elder statesmen? I said, Bill, Bill, that's conflict of interest. So we can't. And I said, but I'd like to hang with him. I said, you guys must have got along on some level. You and Bill seem like you would be kind of hit it off or just loathe each other. And he said, no, 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 no. You know, he plays chess. I play checkers. And I said, you, you seem like more like you'd play trouble. And he said, I love trouble. And I said, well, I got it on the jet. Let's go. He said, let's go. So believe it or not, I'm flying on this jet W playing trouble and kick, kick my, I, I got trouble and sorry mixed up. So it took him for, he had to read the whole instructions. And I said, okay, what's the difference Okay, tell me again. What's the difference between trouble and sorry? I said, which one slides? And then he said, and I said, well, I'm working on a hybrid debate. I said, what do you say we combine trouble and sorry? And he said, at the debate. And I said, I said, you're brilliant, man, because that's that they could call every debate that I said. <laughs> I said, there's nothing more suiting for the debates than a hybrid of trouble and sorry. And he said, I don't get your what you're laughing at. And I said, okay, can we just hybridize trouble and sorry? And he said, well, I like playing trouble. And I said, okay, this guy's a former, he's my elder statesman. And I said, all right, so we played trouble. He's pretty good at it. And I said, is there any strategy in this game? And he was thinking. So I see, I said, well, for him, there's strategy. I said, I don't, I don't know if there is. And I said, you'll be sorry. And he said, you just mix in. And I said, okay, don't, don't worry. And, he, and then he, he said, I can't stop thinking that you're dreaming about Jenna. And I said, that was like 15 years ago. Don't worry about it. Or maybe 10 years. I don't know. I said, believe me. I said, dude, I have a dream about every president when they're in office. And he said, really? He said, but you didn't dream about me. I said, you were in the dream for a little while. I stopped by the White House to pick up Jenna for a date. And Barbara was there and your dad. And we talked and she didn't want me going out with Jenna. And then it got crazy after that. You don't want to know. But uh, I said, you'll be sorry. And then he he laughed, but I don't think he knew what he was laughing at. Just like that joke earlier that I laughed at as a kid, master debater. But so we flew and it, they didn't give me like a good jet. They gave me like, a, you know, okay jet. And then I was like, man, I'd like to get the Parker brothers to me. And I said, well, that would be a pretty boring debate, you know, twister that's been done. So we got to Camp David. I said, well, I don't know. I said, I don't think this is good as a dictator to get into a fight with the candidates right away. So I said, well, what am I going to do then? And uh, W, he just kept pressing the thing. He said, what are you trying? Are you trying to drive me nuts? He said, no, it's your turn. Because that's what I do when I'm bored. And I said, man, I said, uh, I said, well, I said, can you occupy? I said, I need to find. And I said, I said, get, can you get some Camp, Camp David staff down here? I need someone to play trouble with the former president. And uh, they gave me this guy, Daryl. And I said, Daryl, I said, you got to play, play trouble with him. And I said, if you can figure out how to hybridize trouble and sorry and get him to play it, you know, I've been trying to do it for freaking 4,000 miles. And then, so I left the president and, and I said, I had him like mic'd and everything. And, and then I said, 
I said, what is he? He's not going to laugh at the debate, especially if it's me. Uh, and then I said, well, maybe this Master Chef, even though we don't have the copyright to Iron Chef or Master Chef for the debate. So then, and then I said, you know what? I'm, I said, I'd love to throw PBS. I said, uh, I said, man, I don't know any PBS. Uh, I said, I don't know any PBS executives' nicknames, but I said, you know, I, I called on my assistant, Larry OK. And I said, okay, get a hold of the PBS. Tell them, are they doing a pledge week? And he just looked at me like, are you kidding? He goes, they're always. And I said, they're not always doing a pledge week. It's just when it's pledge week, you notice when it's pledge week. But when it's not pledge week, you don't notice. And he goes, well, if you notice it's pledge. And I said, are you sure it's pledge week? And I said, tell them to start a double pledge. I said, tell them, I said, I said, we're going to do something big for PBS. And I said, did they get rid of the NEA? Because I'd like to get some money to the NEA. I said, I said, you know, I said, can you get a giant Maple, Wart, uh, Maple Thorpe poster? And he said, for the debate. And I said, as dictator, I declare. He goes, I don't even think that that's a pop culture relevant, you know, reference no one will ever get. And I said, yeah, it'd probably be hard to get W to laugh if there's some sort of something like that. I said, okay, I, I got you. I got you. But get PBS on the phone. I got something big planned. And he said, what? I said, you know, it's a debate, the debate to end all debates. And he said, you got, you can't just give it. To I said, I can do whatever I want. I'm a dictator. And he said, so the oligarchs aren't going to like this. And I said, oh, I forget. I didn't realize they own all the television networks. <laughs> oh, man. I said, okay. Well, I said, um, anyway, I said, don't worry. Tell them this is the prequel or whatever. This is the, I said, this is only the lead up. I said, we got plenty of time to the elections. And he said, okay. And then I said, I got another problem. I got to get Bush laughing on demand. And I said, do you ha I said, was the CIA ever allowed to like watch him? Like, or the NEA? And he said, the NEA. I said, oh, the, whatever the other one is. And I said, can you get, I said, I've been trying to get a hold of uh, Edward Snowden. And he won't, he won't, you know, because we have the same kind of hair. And I said, can you get a hold of him and see if he could tap in and find out what makes President President uh, President Bush, Bush laugh. And he said, maybe and I said, you're my assistant. Please, please, please help me. He said, uh, he said, okay, but he goes, I don't know what's going to make him laugh. And I said, what about, uh, I said, are you, are you sure? Like some cartoon or something? And he said, I don't know. He goes, that's way too, he goes, you're playing, he goes, you're playing to the stereotypes now. I said, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. You got me. They said, all right. Well, well, I said, when do when does everyone else arrive at Camp David? And he goes shortly. And I go, did you tell Ben Ben Carson where where we're meeting? He said, no. And I said, tell him we're having. I said, I want him on site. But he, I said, tell him we're having a sleepover. And he said, he goes, he's an extremely intelligent man. He goes, he's not going to fall for that. And I said, well, tell him, I said, see what he does. Tell him, tell him we're having a sleepover at Camp David in the, you know, or something. And he goes, I won't do that. And I said, all right, fair enough. T invite him to the debate then. I said, but tell him to, I said, okay, here's, he can come to the debate. He has to drink uh, either 10 espressos or 20 coffees. Or I don't know, I don't want to take any Red Bull because I don't need, you know, I don't need the lawsuits. He goes, you can't sue a dictator. And I go, I don't need it on my conscience either. I'm sure he can handle that. And he said, fine. So circumstances of leading up to the debate don't really matter. Um, but uh, I figured out what would make Bush laugh. So we flew in Peyton Manning because uh, I said, I think Bush and Archie Manning are buddies or something. And uh, I said, uh, I made Peyton Manning put on a ballet outfit and, and I said, okay, whenever I need, you know, we'll send you. And he, that guy's so nice. He said, sure. I said, don't you have a game? And he said, yeah, tomorrow. And I, I said, he said, I, he goes, I love this country, man. And I said, well, I'm about to make a mockery. I said, I've already made a mockery of the country. He goes, well, I love making a mockery too. And I said, is there anything you don't love? And he goes, cancer. And I said, that's deep, man. I said, I don't I said, okay, just go put your tutu on. You're getting too beat, too, 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 uh, 
you know, to, to, I said, I need you silly mode. And he said, I got it. I'm, he goes, my middle name's silly, Peyton Silly Manning. So then the debate, the debate day came, PBS had the exclusive. So there's chatter. There was, you know, people were calling me and yelling at me, NBC, Fox. I don't even know if there's CBS probably. I think, uh, George Stephanopoulos left me a nasty voicemail, but I don't know if it's related to that or not. And then I said, I said, you're no Ariana Huffington. I called him back and he said, what does that even mean? And I said, I said, I don't know, but you, you, I said, you called me. He said, yeah, because you didn't give us a debate or any, he goes, we wanted you to come on so I can, I said, I'm not, I'm a dictator. I do what I please. Oh, hung it up on Stephanopoulos. And then the debate came and, and secretly I was planning. I wasn't sleeping the whole night. We had this giant kitchen. I mean, it was just the um, Camp David kitchen. I have, it had this amazing kitchen, you know, so you could cook, you know, four different stations at once. And we had announcers and we had Peyton Manning hit, hiding in a tutu in a, in a break room. We had, Ben Carson in a bunk bed. He was prepping for the debate and ready. And we had Clinton, Sanders, and Trump. And all four of them, you know, they didn't realize they weren't in the kitchen. You know, they were all in their own green rooms. And they had heard about that. They said, well, this is a dictator of debates. Like, no airtime is probably bad airtime nowadays. And they said, they said, you know, they said, I'll gift you, man. Don't worry and they said, "Jiff me. This was Hillary's people. And I said, Giff, Jiff. I said, oof. I said, they said, weren't you listening earlier today when Mr. Rogers said he doesn't have any pictures of him in a bad mood? And I said, I was listening to that earlier today. And I, I said, well, this is a gif of Hillary going. And they said, no. And I said, well, I don't want her. You don't want her making any nice faces at the uh, debate, you know, like. And they said, please don't gif our candidate or jiffer. And I said, no problem. I said, it's going to be way worse than that anyway. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, just be ready for the debate. I said, it commences in, uh, you know, 30 seconds. And we had flown in the people from the original Iron Chef. Who There's like an emperor, which I still don't understand. And then there was this celebrity team of, of judges and multiple reporters and the kitchen going. And if, I mean, I fired a couple of those guys because I wanted the airtime for myself. And, uh, you know, I said, well, geez, we got to, I said, and they said, you know, they said, you know, even the people from PBS, they said, I said, I told you to bring 40 cameras. And they said, what are you getting us into? I said, the biggest fun drive in the history of PBS, probably. I said, I said, uh, you guys could even, I'm going to give you guys the candidates meals and you can auction them off. And then they were like, sweet. So the so the, the clock was ticking down. The emperor of the kitchen was there. And then, of course, I said to him, you know, he says, you're an emperor. I'm a dictator. So I said, you know, don't make me coup you. You know, I'll coup to tie you. And he said, this is me. He goes, I'm the emperor of the kitchen, man. You're the dictator of the baits. It's different. You know, we're like a Venn diagram. And I, I hugged it. I said, oh, my God, I couldn't have put it. I said, I was ready to coup d'etat you. And he said, yeah. He goes, we, he goes, we got to be like these. He goes, don't you learn anything from the oligarchs? And I said, I'm not even sure I know what oligarch means. I just like using it. And he said, okay. Well, I said, sure enough. And then he went, boom, hit the gong. Boom. That, you know, I don't know. What, I, again, I, I was like kind of like in. I went into crazy mode, kind of like when I do the podcast on video. And I was like, I think I was too close to the gong, too. But he said, you know, the iron kitchen is open. And then, boom, there was like, it was a little bit like one of those uh, Hunger Game type movies. Like the candidates just found themselves on their marks and the spotlight went on. And Bernie Sanders, he was asleep, believe it or not. And, uh, Hillary, she had her arms crossed when it was dark, but she uncrossed them fast. I said, that's sharp. That's good body language, you know, awareness. And then Trump, he, he was like, he was ready to work. It, soon, it was like he has like some sort of spotlight, like brain act, like a, 
spotlight, like some part of his brain, like his amygdala or whatever, when the spotlight hits him, and he he, he was already making comments, but I had his mic shut off because I was like, I'm. Not, he said, "What does he think I am? This is my first dic- dictatorial event." And then I I said, uh, I, I had one of these things. I guess this was going. This, ready on Peyton Manning, cue Peyton Manning, get ready, ready on Peyton Manning. And then I said, first candidate to, you know, president, you know, is uh, Mr. Donald. And Peyton Manning went through the room, Bush was playing trouble and sorry. And he went, do, 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 do. And I think he was riding a unicycle and Bush cracked up. So Trump tried to make a joke, but Bush started laughing over him. Oh, it was, it was like, and then he, he said, and then he tried again. And then Peyton Manning doo, 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 went back through the room. Bush laughed again. And he's got like this guffaw, but it put the rest of the room at ease. And then I said, next candidate, candidate Bernie Sanders. And he, was, and he woke, he, he, and he said, he said, what? And I said, it's just like, what? And, and then I cracked up and, and then, uh, Said next, uh, uh, Secretary of State Clinton, because I said I said I wasn't announcing it. This is what I was saying in my head. I'm sure they did a proper. I think that's still the, the proper term. And then she she just waved, but she was kind of like wondering what was going on. And I said, "Well, oh boy, if they only knew." And then, like uh, I saw at least, I think Bernie Sanders kind of knew what was going on. And then I said, uh, "You know." I don't know if Trump knew if he had seen Iron Chef because then the the panel of celebrities started commenting and then the interpreters were interpreting. So it would be a confusing environment to be thrown into if you were a candidate or any person, you know, you're on the spot, you're like there's two, two different languages going on. There's lights, there's cameras. And then there's like lots of, I had lots of help. And I said, get the, get them out here. And meanwhile, don't worry about Ben Carson. So I brought him into center stage. And I said, and then the, the emperor did his thing. He said, well, and he said, today's, you know, he does the whole thing with the ingredients. Today's ingredients. Said, and uh, they opened it up and it was like uh, regular stuff, like normal people. It was ground beef, uh, uh, chicken breasts, uh, beans. Jasmine rice, broccoli, carrots, a couple other, just, and then you should have seen the three of them. And I, I looked and I said, uh, at least Bernie Sanders, he was, he, I think he knew what a chicken breast looked like, uncooked chicken breast. The rest, the other rest of them, they were, they were looking at the ground beef, like, what is it? What, what the heck? And I, I said, I said, they, they looked at me because they knew, and I said, and I just went up to the gong and I said, boom. And then they still stood there. And I said, you three need to cook a dish together uh, for, for the judges to eat, uh, to qualify. For, for This is the debate to end all debates about the next debate. So I said, you know, if you can't work together to uh, cook a meal, you know, you can't move on. And then they started sputtering. And they said, what the hell? And I said, well, I just get Biden, you know, and then uh, – I said, I don't know. I'm Biden against one, one of your, you know, one of the other guys. I said, I don't know which one. So, oh, that's a tough one. I said, I said, I don't know. But I said, and then we'll have more debates. They, you know, there's not, not going to be a victor. But I was like, you guys won't be there. And they said, I said, I'm the dictator of debates, guys. I do, you know, I do as I wish. So, you know, you better get cooking. Because then the clock was turning down. I said, you guys got... I said, if I were you, I'd make some ground beef tacos because you got about 12 minutes to make the, make the meal. And they said, uh, they still, and then Bernie Sanders like picked up the ground beef and he said, and they say his mind, you know, his, his brain, I think is a little bit like mine. He's got a little extra gobbledygook in there, but it started saying, you know, throw this stuff in a pot. And so he threw it in a pot. And then, you know, every, then the three of them, they're like, this is like bo- cooking ground beef. It's not that much different than boiling water. We all know. So we can make So then they started doing it and they were acting. I think they were being civil to each other because they were just kind of standing around and they were talking low. Like, how are they going to get? And, and then I just, oh, they're gone. 
and that cute the emperor and he said something and then you know they interpreted it but so loud because the people they were still commenting they, they said you know uh, what is he doing now sir they said i think he's uh they're storing the ground beef and i said sir what what's he doing now uh bernie sanders has his hand on his hip and he's uh, staring at the ground beef uh what's a uh, candidate trump doing now uh candidate trump is uh i think he he's he's trying to text someone i said do you think so I said, okay, I mean, it's understandable, but they got the ground beef cooked eventually. You know, it's not that difficult, and they're and they're trying, they're taking turns with a spoon. And I said, oh, this, these guys must think I was born last week. They're just going to try to pull this one over on me. And then they had the ground beef cooked, and they didn't even they didn't even know to drain it, but they they got it cooked and they showed it to me. It's pretty sad, you know, three well, two incredibly intelligent adults and one incredibly rich one. Well, all of them. I don't know if Bernie Sanders is rich, but they showed me their ground beef and they said, they said, oh, that's a nice boy. They said, okay, do you guys know they got to drain the fat off? Most taco recipes and they drain the fat off and they said, uh, and then they showed it. I said, I said, you okay? I said, you got any seasoning, taco seasoning? And they I said, what are you going to use, hard, hard shell taco? I said, this is American meal. You don't get much more American than ground beef tacos. I said, you get some cheddar cheese and some, I said, some lettuce and tomatoes in the next uh, eight, seven, eight minutes. I said, you can be in the debate. And then they kind of, and they still thought I was joking. So then I got a mallet, you know, a kitchen mallet. And I went up and I, and I pointed at the emperor. And then he made he made some speech about tacos with you know American style tacos, and then he said, "Well, yeah." And I said, "Well, she's." I got close to them, three of them. They weren't happy. I said, "What they say?" Said, "Huh?" I said, "I wonder who would be good with a knife. You know, who who could who who among you has knife skills?" And I looked at their hands, and I said, "I said, let me touch your hands." And they all had, you know, it's a, it's a you know soft hands. And I said, I said, somewhere in the top bunk of a bunk bed, because he yelled at me and said he would only take a top bunk, is Ben Carson. If you could find him, maybe he could help you. And then they said, and then Hillary was like, I know my way around Camp David. I know where the bunkhouse. So they ran. And then I think they have this super cool bunkhouse, you know, for kids or whatever. So she knew right where it was. So they went there. They found Ben Carson, and uh, he, believe it or not, whatever you think about his campaign, I don't even know how he knew this. He created a hybrid of uh, trouble and sorry, um, uh, uh, I think, or maybe that's, oh, no, I guess that was another metaphor for his campaign, or was it? I don't remember, but no, I think he, he did, or he said he knew the Parker brothers. I, I don't know what it was, but he... Uh, they said, hey, Ben, we need your help. He said, doing what? And they said, the debate to end all. Don't you want to be in the next debate? And he said, it's not going so hot for me, guys. I don't know about the next debate. And they said, well, we can't be in the next debate without your help. We need someone that can cut tomatoes and lettuce and onions. Can you do that? And he said, I believe I can. And they said, please, please, will you help us? Will you help us? We can't, you know, we, we couldn't take it if those other people you know, we're, we're, you know, running, if we, you know, we need to, we need to be in the, they said they got debate fever. But so he said, I'll, I'll help you. He, Cause he seems like a nice guy. You know, I, I don't know much about him, but you know, he's got that nice soft face. So he, he goes with them and then he, he get now, meanwhile, no, no one mentioned the tacos. They've had this ground beef sitting out for about eight minutes and no one even has the, uh, you know, they said, man, but so he cuts cuts the tomato, cuts cuts it up, cuts the lettuce up, ice sprig lettuce. He, he says we need to cheese, get to shred some cheese. So he, it took them a while to figure out cheese because then they had the industrial cheese, and that was great. I wish I had a gift of that. It's like Ernie Sanders holding this black of cheese, and Hillary's holding a, a shredder. And, and then Donald Trump's hold, holding Hillary's arms because it's so like the violent movement of the shredding of the cheese. 
I mean, that would have, can you, and I said, I said, PBS, did you get that? And they said, no, no, we, we shut all the cameras off. This is a farce. And I said, a farce that you could profit from, I mean, nonprofit from profit, you know, keep your job security. And they said, no, 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 we had it all on tape. You're kidding me. And I said, okay, okay. And they said, we're sh- we're selling some of that cheese from the floor that fell on the floor. You know, we're, 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 that's a prize for a thousand dollars and over. And I said, all the, almost all the cheese is on the floor. And they said, yeah, yeah, but they had a little bit of cheese that didn't get, cause they were shredding it, but they didn't realize that it was shredding, you know, on the floor. And then they go back and Carson still, he, he's very carefully. And then I said, well, the emperor said, you know, I don't know if it was one, one minute. Boom. And then I, I said, okay. And then, you know, you got Ben Carson walking around with a handful of, uh, Things and I said, you guys don't. So then I helped him out. I got him a couple bowls. I said, put the cheese in these in a bowl, please. And then they they showed me the ground beef. I said, this is like. I said, I don't watch any of those kids' kitchen shows, but this is like one of those kids' kitchen shows. I said, holy mackerel! But they uh, they, they just show. I said, guys, hard shell tacos and taco seasoning. And I said, you know, I said, that's an emperor. I'm a dictator. You know, we got kind of, that, meanwhile, the whole time they come in, what is, that, what is he doing, sir? And they said, they, they don't have any taco seasoning. He said, we, we, what, are we having hard shell or soft shell tacos? And they said, it's, a hard, it's hard shell tacos. I believe the uh, dictator wants hard shell tacos. And so, uh, I said, man, what's the budget? on? I said, maybe PBS is going to lose. Who's paying all these people? And they said, I forgot to ask about our budget. And then I said, all right, cue, cue Peyton Manning again. And I said, get some silly music going. And so then we had a silly music and Bush laughing. And then I said, man, and then I said, you guys run around the kitchen, run around the kitchen. And they said, what? And I said, I said, this is all a farce then. I got to help you. Because I said, we really need you in the debate. It's going to hurt. The, and I said, run around the kitchen. It bounce off. And so they're running around the kitchen, bouncing off each other, running back and forth. And I went and opened up the cupboard, and there's the taco seasoning, and there's the shells. And then I brought it, and I put it right in front of the ground beef. And then I said, I found a measuring cup, and I said, oh, geez, I wonder what happened if a quarter cup of water accident. I said, come on. Carson, come on. I said, I accidentally hit that. And then, you know, he, I, I got him to turn the water on, and I got a, a quarter cup. And I put it in there, and I said, you know, Trump, you got to do something, man. If you want to be – this is all on camera. Meanwhile, they were really putting their effort into running around, you know, like they were putting out fires, but they weren't really going anywhere. They're good at that, all of them. But they come in back in the kitchen, and Trump shh, takes the taco seasoning. And they say – Sanders, stir this stuff. And he said, all right. And I said, Hillary, I said, can you please, uh, I said, this is probably the hardest job, you know, and no offense. To I said, can you just take these out of the packaging? There'll be two that are broken. It won't, I said, but eight of them won't be broken. And so she, you know how they have the, the taco shells are in that, you know, nuclear proof coating, but it doesn't keep them from getting broken. But uh, she takes them out. And then I hand, I hand her a cookie. She says, stick them in the oven for like two minutes. And then they do that. And then I says, okay, so could you guys think you could assemble some tacos? You know, one of you may be running what we call the free world. I said, well, you, can you at least assemble the tacos together? And I'm going to turn my back. And then as soon as I turn my back, the, the commentators, they exploded. All, and I said, oh, boy. And I turn around. And there, it was like uh, nachos, basically, in the attempt to make. And I said, okay, I said, just serve. I said, just serve that. It was like uh, crumbled up tortillas, cheese, ground beef. And, and I said, well, I said, it's, it's, it's a ta- inside out taco. And I said, bring it up to the judges. And they brought the judges and the judges, you know, they, they're comedians, you know, Iron, Iron Chef comedians. Meanwhile, I had Bush laughing the whole time. And they serve it, and then they make jokes about inside-out taco, and that's how you know. I said, "This is how you run your, you know, this. You make a mess of your dinner, you, you know." And I said, "So this is what we got." 
And then, then I said, you know what? Let's all eat together. And they said, we're not eating. And I said, no, 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 of course not. I said, bring in the real food. And then we had a catered dinner and brought W out. And then we all sat down and and I said, you guys did pretty good. You know, I put you on the spot. It's just the candidates and W, myself, and, uh, my, you know, my assistant, okay, Larry, okay. And, you know, we, the, the, some of them were, ha- you know, some of them were having after dinner drinks. I was having, a, you know, just a spark on water. And I said, you guys did pretty good. But I said, we got a game to play here. And, and I said, I said, and then W and I said, did you tape it? And we taped the game boards of a trouble and sorry together. And I said, we're going to watch you play. And then, you know, the order will be the debate, you know, the order and the debate, you know, the, the, you can pick your seat even. And Trump said, really? Cause I get to, you know, he's like, I gotta, I gotta have the right angle for my face and my head. And I said, yeah. I said, there's a right angle for that. But, uh, I said, all right, man. I said, you guys did pretty good. You know, we wouldn't have starved. I said, 2016, we might not starve. I said, but if you guys, you know, can complete this game of trouble and sorry, you know, but you qualified for the next debate as dictator debates. You know, my decree is that, and then on the good, they're partying in the other room, the PBS staff, Iron Chef staff. You know, it was a pretty nice environment. And so that ended, you know, then, then I said, Unfortunately, well, it wasn't bad. Me and Ben Carson shared a bunk bed because I promised him I'd tell him a bedtime story. But then I said, hey, Ben, tell me about, uh, you know, you know, tell me about, tell me that story again about school. And then I, he put me right to sleep. It was like, he said, hi. I don't even know. I don't do a Ben Carson, but it was pretty boring. And actually, W. Peyton Manning hung out. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, they did their best making tacos so they could qualify for the next debate. And we've done our best here, uh, a little bit better here, like with the support. And, and, uh, as we close out tonight, I just want to give everybody a chance, uh, the, uh, helplines on there. So if anybody needs any help, they need somebody to talk to, they've been impacted, uh, the helpline's on there. If you need to talk to someone, you're in crisis, or you even think you're not sure if you're in crisis, if you're in stress, there's no reason not to call um, if you're feeling some of the effects of things. And I want to thank everybody, all the listeners of Sleep With Me podcast uh, that and the community of Sleep With Me podcast that helped make this happen. Uh, and everybody has been here for this uh, ride. Uh, I can't believe we, uh, it doesn't feel like, it's eight o'clock at night. Wow. Um, and I don't know if we, we raised any money or, or did anything, but we didn't do, we didn't do nothing. Is that a, you know what I mean? We were all here gathered together. Uh, if, and if anyone need, needed to pop in and, and hear some nonsense, hear some stories, some real stories got told today. So people know, you know, it's confusing in this world. You know, like I talk about, we, we, we all feel alone sometimes. Some of us are more than sometimes. In some sense, we, we are alone or whatever the hell you want to philosophize about digital and, and all that. But um, there is another sense of spirit uh, that, that you're not alone, that we do care. And then we might not have this global power to have this gigantic impact. They can't tell you how proud I am to be associated with uh, the, the people to know that you listen to my podcast. Like I should be so honored uh, and that we can do this together. And, and hopefully this is just the first uh, time we can do something like this to, uh, you know, if I have any platform or whatever the hell you call this or people that are listening to me, you know, if I can help you fall asleep, um, you know, that's the main mission of the podcast. It's a podcast to put you to sleep. But if we have an opportunity to do anything little like this, um, you know, I want to do it. So to say uh, I care um, in, in the little way I can, you know, do one of these. And I hope anybody that joined us, at, I mean, I've seen a lot of steady faces up there, up top. Uh, that doesn't listen to podcasts, not that you have to listen to podcasts. I'd rather you, um, I mean, you, you can, it's a podcast to put you to sleep, but, uh, you know, if you can do anything out there, 
um, just to help anybody. Or, or, you know, just just a couple of these stories accidentally ended with breathing and some, taking some time. And whether it's breathing or meditating or moments of silence, moments of prayer, uh, moments of connection and smiling with your family or thinking about your family history and being open to what that means or whatever it is, just just being nice to somebody at work tomorrow. Um, you know, see what you can do. Yeah, we're all connected. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. And uh, sleep well. And uh, if you have a chance, France and, and Beirut, uh, we're with you in spirit. Okay. Good night.